We have a crisis. It's a crisis of what is true. It's a crisis of a truth that will set us free. Because this truth has been undermined, weakened, twisted, it has not brought the freedom that it ought to. It has brought more misery of the heart, more misery of unnecessary suffering. This crisis has caused division and hatred, the very opposite of what it claims to exalt and affirm and honor. It's a crisis of what love is. When you take putty and pull it further and further apart, the putty becomes weaker, unable to hold firm, losing the strength to uphold anything. It will eventually collapse and break, and everything it holds with it goes crashing down. This is what we have done with the word love. We have stretched it so far that it's lost its substance, its strength. I think for us to recover the word, we have to go back to a strong definition provided for us by one of the greatest thinkers the church has ever known. His name is St. Thomas Aquinas. And St. Thomas Aquinas provided this definition of love for us. To love is to will the good of the other. To love is to will the good of the other. But how we have stretched the word love to mean so much more, yet only to make it mean so much more less. We have stretched it to mean more than to will or to choose. We have stretched it to mean now to how we feel about something or how something makes us feel. We have stretched it to mean more than about the good of the other. We have stretched it and twisted and turned it back on ourselves. We have stretched it so far that we love things that are not the good of others, but what is good for us, what pleases us, what we enjoy. For example, we love food. We love money. Or my favorite, you love my homilies. To love is to will the good of the other. To love is to choose. Love is a choice. To love is to exercise our God-given gift of our wills. But this choice, this exercise of the will, is to be ordered not to our good, not to ourself, but toward the good of the other for the sake of the other. But this is not the only crisis we have run into because within the crisis of love, we have another one. It's the crisis of what is good. In other words, what ought we to will? What ought we to choose for the other as other? Good. This too we have stretched. Because good, according to the modern world, is whatever you want it to be. 
good has been stripped of any standards, any objective truth. We stretch it so far that it loses any strength, becoming weak and feeble, breaking at every moment. We have denied that what is good should be conformed to some higher good. You could say a third party beyond ourselves, or better yet, a being who is infinitely good. We have stretched good so far. We have destroyed all standards and objectiveness that, yes, we now even call what is evil good. We have stretched what is considered good so far that evil is good. Consider, for example, that we now proclaim as a society that to take the life of an innocent child in the womb of his or her mother is an act of love for the woman. Love has been stretched to be about me. And so now with that, abortion is acceptable because it's my body. But didn't Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, say that we should love as he loved us? And didn't he love us by saying, this is my body, given up for you? We have, as a world and a society, rejected any standard of good, any objective truth about goodness, that we have rejected what God has designed and created the truth that marriage is between one man and one woman. And because we have rejected it as something good, and because we have stretched goodness too far, we say that one ought to be able to love whoever they want. The love reserved to marriage between one man and one woman. Same-sex marriage is now considered love-winning. Our brothers and sisters, it's really love-losing because it rejects what God, our good, good Father, has designed to be what is truly good for His children. Now these are two just of many examples where we have destroyed the meaning of good and thus destroyed the meaning of love. And all these things that were promised by stretching goodness and stretching love has ultimately failed us and has not provided the freedom, joy, and happiness it said it would. Because it seems to me that things are getting not better but worse. There's more hatred in the world. My brothers and sisters, love is not a feeling. Although, yes, it can be accompanied by good emotions, but fundamentally, love is a choice. To love is to will the good of the other. Our Lord Jesus Christ has given us a standard by which we ought to order, filter, compare, what is considered true love. And today he gives it to us in the gospel. Love one another as I have loved you. And in the great drama of salvation, Jesus showed 
the most exemplary act of love. That as he was beaten, as he had a crown of thorns put on his head, he took up his cross. In other words, he chose to suffer. Jesus did not have to suffer. He was perfect. He didn't have to suffer the consequences of original sin, but he chose to. And he willed to die even when it didn't feel nice, warm, and fuzzy. He chose to will our greatest good, the salvation of our souls, even when it cost him his life. You see, he didn't think of himself. He willed the good of the other. The other was you. If they, the world, will know, as Jesus says, that we are disciples of him by our love, it behooves us that we stop creating our own good and stop stretching the meaning of love. And it behooves us as disciples of Jesus Christ, as we sit in this cathedral church, to be advocates, promoters, ambassadors of what true love is, to will the good of the other. To stretch the meaning of love too far, weaken it. To hold it close together, Tight as it ought to be, keeps it strong, something firm that will never let us down nor collapse beneath us.